Diamond Ortiz. What's up, dog? Just don't, this is not even. I didn't want to talk to you yet. Just do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to the best in the West. Powerful, 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 powerful. Truth angels. And you know this, man. Okay, so that's Diamond Ortiz. <laughs> and that's a rare breed of funk. That's and, right. And in having you come over, I realized that just just having just talking to you while you're here, I was like, man, there was a period of my life where I was so influenced by funk and zap and all that shit. Yes, sir. But I wasn't aware of it. It just was mm. omnipresent. You go to backyard parties. That's a good a word. A bit for older, it. right? Yes, absolutely. Pre-ironic stage where kids get into it because they're like, today we're into funk, like because it's cool. And like I seen this cat do it. It's like, nah, it just is. Right. It just mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I remember uh, going to backyard parties, hearing Zap. And I think even back, I mean, Zap has been around what, since the 70s? Uh, absolutely. This Friday, um, uh, I know you don't know this. It sounds like I'm promoing my own shit, but I'm playing at the Zap 40 year anniversary show out at the. That's amazing. That's what you should be doing. In yes. Ontario, I'm playing with Little Rob. Okay. Playing Talk Box for him. And okay. we're out there with fucking Brenton Wood and Zap and. Um, I think the- Evelyn Champagne King, Mary Jane Girls, one of those big like funk things at the Toyota Arena. Fool, it's gonna be amazing. Living the funk dream. It's amazing. I've got to meet them before, and uh, they're the coolest. And it made me shed a thug tear just how funky and joyful they were. And fucking that fool stood there on stage. He busts out, ooh, woo, woo, bam, hit a backflip, and just kept going. Like they're incredible. Who did that? Zap. Terry really? Zap Troutman. Bam, oh, really? stood there, pow. Hit a backflip just like that. Damn, can you do a backflip? Hell no. I can't do that. I would dude. bust my head so quick. He's gotta be super old by now, right? I, I would say all those fools are probably born in the like late 50s, in the, early 60s. In the 1800s when funk was invented in BC. And, right. <laughs> BF before funk. That's um, right. So, anyways, let's talk about this. I you know, I hit you up to come through because I know you I know you you get you get uh you got the talk box and uh and you're one of the few people still out here doing it because you know, auto-tune. Is well, auto tune is still going, mm-hmm. right? T Pain brought it back. Yeah, he brought back the auto tune, mm. and before then, no one was really fucking with it, right? And this is what, like, fifteen years ago, I would guess. Yeah. Um. Well, auto tune kind of came into play. Yeah, T Pain brought it to the forefront, but there's a guy from here who was also like, that's my big homie, a guy named Fingadelic Fingers. Fingers is a pioneer of not only the talk box, but of auto-tune. And uh, like he did a lot of really important Cali hits. Like remember that one, I love Cali in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. I love it. He did that and he did um, a lot of Chicano rap. Like he did Summer Nights for Little Rob and he created right. Lean Like a Cholo. Right. And he did all these amazing talk box things. And uh, he really pioneered uh, that shit on the underground before like T-Pain really brought it to the the forefront. So shout out my bro Fingadelic. Right. Yeah. Right, and then T Pain brought that shit out. Now, even to this day, like you, you're not really doing shit without a heavy effect, right? Like most yeah, people have, unless you're like a fucking singer songwriter, right. Type shit. Everyone's got it's just like it's just everywhere. It's just part of the. It's part. It's just another like instrument in the arsenal. It is. And, and the thing is, when I'm looking at this thing, this shit looks like some fucking. This looks like some archaic S and M. You know, like this is some you got shit. Tubes and wires and tubes fucking and wires. Like, and somebody invented this shit, right? Someone just invented it. 
there's right, been, this is not this is not like a this doesn't come out of a factory. You bought this shit at Home Depot, like this fucking tube. Oh well, well this pedal kind of comes prefab, like it comes, yeah. you know, designed for this. Um, oh, that one does that that tube. This one I had to jerry rig for you because we had okay. to make two today, so right. I used my backup. Right. <laughs> but um, there's been like many different incarnations of the talk box from like the 40s. There's some shit that's called like Harlem Blues that they was doing, and they had like a little puppet around a. Um, or like a puppet with like a loudspeaker in its mouth right. or some shit like that. And they would play it with a guitar or a slide guitar. Yeah. And it was like a talking puppet kind of thing. You know what I mean? And they had that in the 40s. And then there's like a clip that floats around on the internet of some um, country western guy doing it with a lap steel. Peter Frampton did it on oh, guitar. Oh, Frampton, that's and right. And Frampton did it on guitar. And the story, as I understand it, goes like this. So Frampton did it on guitar. Frampton inspired Jeff Beck to do it on guitar, who was Jeff Beck's homie and writing partner. And they would like get together and write hella songs, Stevie Wonder. So Stevie and Jeff Beck used to kick it. And Stevie would see Jeff do it on the guitar and be like, motherfucker, give me that shit. I want to do it with my clavinet. Right. And so Stevie started doing it with the keyboard. And that's the story is that he started it and Stevie inspired Roger and so on. So if, if you're, can a man use a talk box and then can another man play his keys while that happens? Or is that just like forbidden? I think that that's forbidden. You can't do that. That's the forbidden dance. <laughs> I can't put, you can't hit the keyboard. I can't put your tube in my, in my mouth while you play the keyboard. Don't right? do that, Jack. I can't do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the forbidden dance. Right. That too. Okay. So... When we were kids, me and my brother, we used to have a family band and um, I was the bass player and he was the guitar player and he would come up behind me and play the bass. I would put my arms out like this and he would play my bass and we were brothers so we could do that and we were rocking and rolling. Right. But if you do it with the talk box, I think that's... That's a no-no. I don't think you want to do that, Jack. Yeah, you yeah. might not get to do the next Zap, the ne the next zap reunion. Might you might not, not be at the next Zap reunion. Where do you come from, man? Where are you from? I grew up in the Bay Area. Right. Born the in San Francisco. Area. That's yeah, right. that's right. I went to high school and middle school in San Rafael. Okay. And I've been in LA for fuck. It's gonna be six years now. Yeah. Yep. I remember the reason why I know you is you came. I think who 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 brought you in? Silkworm brought you. I, I think Silky brought me yeah. in. Yeah. Silky brought mm -hmm. you in. Silky, you know this is definitely in Silky's wheelhouse. What up, Silk? All this Silk? kind of funk. What up to my boy He's, Silk? Funk, funky. He's in the in the land of funk and pimps and that kind of like. Because I think he was aware of funk freaks and like I think he was aware of me from that. But also yeah. at that time I was doing like a lot of shit with. I was on at that time. I think I had just done like the J three hundred five album and some oh, G yeah. Perico and J Worthy shit at that time. Okay. Um, and I think that like between all that, he became aware of me oh, and what okay. I was so putting he, down. Oh, okay. So he fucked with with J and 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 Perico. Oh yeah, man. Oh, I'm on yeah. the I'm on I'm the only artist featured twice on the G Worthy album. <laughs> okay, that's right. Yeah. Shout that out makes, to my homies. What's up, players? That makes sense. Yeah. J Worthy's um, in that. Polyester. Funk. Polyester brought me in on that. My my dog. Polyester right. the Saint great musician and he um allowed me to come into a lot of situations to contribute which is which was real cool there's a whole secret society of funk just happening right now right like this there you guys is are talking about you got your boy here with the funk freak like funk he, freaks in the house shout out big Debo right. in the house what up, what up though the funk freak like he's just talking about like uh the, the you have chapters in uh around the world like there's a whole there's a whole Absolutely. secret of funk society do yeah. you think do and, you think go ahead do you think that when when we do get into the um, the end of the world and, and, and we all have to choose sides, is that gonna be a faction? Will there be a funk army? Absolutely. 
they'll be fools with socks up to their knees and dicky shorts just right. ready to get down hey you just, know? <laughs> just talk boxing harmonizing and shit that's the name of the game while you're all... fighting over cat food yeah that's right y'all can have that <laughs> we're gonna be funking over here <laughs> so i'm a i'm a you try to run me this shit is not as easy as it looks number one i'll tell you i think it's deceptively simple and part of the Hold on. All I know how to do is this. Watch. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell them where you're from. Say California. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look who woke up. She's like, hey, that's where I'm from. Yeah, she's from California too. Yeah. I mean, I feel like <laughs> oh, California. I feel you. Right. It's like it's like Roger Troutman, and then I'm Stephen Hawking's over here. You know what I mean? Well, like it's, basically, it's the same it's technology, really. My homie, my homie Bosco, another talk box legend and innovator and architect of the sound. Bosco is famous for producing a lot of the great mob funk of the late 90s from the Bay Area, like a lot of the great E-40 shit. Yeah. Remember uh, LIQ store and Let Me Borrow Your Broad and all those great E-40 oh songs. Oh my God, E-40. Box. And so Bosco invented a talk box that's not this, but it's a wearable device. And it's basically two loud speakers that vibrate your vocal cords. Right. And I can't, it's hard for me to get it as like fat as this, but he's a master on this thing. And that is basically what you're talking about. The, uh, it's like just the Stephen Hawking home, thing. Right, you know? right. Yeah. And you go to the yeah, store. Yeah, because this is that too. But then you could play hella notes and all of a sudden it becomes music because there's more than one note. If I just went like this, it would be straight Stephen Hawking shit. You feel me? Right. But if you go like this, it could be that Stephen Hawking shit. And now it's hella funky and baby, baby, baby. <laughs> Let me tell you about quantum physics. Yeah. Imagine if Stephen Hawking had a keyboard. Dude, he would be cold with it, man. Sick. Or it's like the old joke, the, the old meme, you know, where you go behind the fan and you're like, computer love. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? To get yeah, the, yeah. the effect. Yeah, exactly. Before I got a talk box. So I, I got my first one in like 2009, 2009, I finally got one. And I always grew up playing playing bass and, uh, you know, guitar and shit and, and my family band with me and my big brother and a drummer and we were rocking. And It was uh, just you two? Me and my brother and a drummer. We were a, a power drummer. trio. The family band. The family band. That was the first incarnation of Diamond Ortiz. That's our last name, you know? Right, and we right. were like, we have a hyphenated last name. We right. wanted it to be like Van Halen. We were like, fuck yeah, it's Diamond Ortiz. Right. You feel me? And um, and then I got really into production and shit, and I finally like I had Pro Tools for years, and I fucking hated it because yeah. it's so dry and it's not really like a creative space. And then I discovered GarageBand one afternoon by mistake, right. and it was off. And they had a little auto tune thing in there, and it was great. And I was started like figuring out MIDI shit. And then I dreamed about a talk box for hell long. And what I used to do before I could find one or buy one, I would take earbuds. You know, I would buy like cheap ones, like three or four packs because you blow them out and you plug it into the back of here and you just put the earbud in your mouth. And it's basically the same thing as this. Oh, really? And I would blow them out after 30 minutes, but it was like the funnest shit ever. Right. And I would do it like hella times a week, you know, and just buy them and blow out one side, then blow out the other side. And then you change pairs. And I finally saved up and I got one. 
And so much of the so much of this shit with this music is like trial and error, just figure making shit up, right? Absolutely. Like the dude, Bosco built his own rig that goes on his neck. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, and it's about what works for you and making the right. most out of the least. And you don't need anything fancy. I think the less fancy your shit is, the better you're bound to get at it. You know what I mean? But anyway, so fast forward, I had my shit for a couple months, and the first song I ever did that was like post Diamond Ortiz family band and was, and was like this Diamond Ortiz on, on Talkbox on a West Coast track was with Nipsey Hussle. The very first track I ever did no shit. in 2010. No shit. 2010. That's well, crazy. Crazy. And I did Whoa. it in my room when I still lived in the Bay way before I moved to LA. Yeah. Uh, with my homie Disco Boogie. Shout out to Disco from Englewood. Uh, great producer, great guy. You know, that's the homie. And he's like, I answered a Craigslist ad. I was still living in the Bay and I would peruse LA Craigslist. This was like, you know, many moons ago, fool. It was like a whole different digital landscape pre-Instagram. Instagram didn't even exist at that time, you yeah. feel me? Anyway, he said, need uh, somebody who could do auto-tune. I'm like, well, I don't do auto-tune, but I could do this, I could do this. And he sent me a track and we did this track. Um, uh, well, it's a golden state of oh, or like it's a golden state of mind we yeah. hustling all the time and it was called golden state of mind and it was nothing to it but it was hot in the streets on the on the on the like the west coast blog streets that's right. where you feel right. me yeah and um it was dope Damn, was different dope. time pre-instagram this was remember dub cnn uh no what was that it was like a message board it was like no, a, it I was, was never on message. I never was on that shit, but I only became aware of it because this song was like, you know, people people enjoyed voice. it, and I never really had anything like on the internet ever. You know, at that time, I was playing at bars and playing at clubs with my brother, right? And we were rocking crowds, but to have something on the internet that like kind of gained its own life, like tripped me out, and it kind of really started to, I started to understand, oh, Diamond Ortiz could be like this thing, you know? Yeah. And there were some like cool West Coast tracks bubbling at that time, and then Disco put me on with. Right after the Nipsey one, the next one I did was Corrupt. Right. And we did a music video. And I still lived in the Bay at that time. And we drove down one weekend and we did a video right here at Griffith Park. Oh, no shit. And it was cool. Corrupt pulled up and there was like hella homies. And we were barbecuing and little kids and Lolos. And it was dope. And that was my first music video I was ever in. 2012 was with Corrupt. Right. And um, yeah. Wow. And then it was, I mean, that was three years before I even moved to L.A., that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Hella cool. So it's been this amazing journey and I've been able to contribute to something I love so much, you know? Yeah. It's obvious that you love it. Yeah. You're like I can tell. Like I can tell you're like fully invested shit. in this shit. Like, we love it. And yeah. it saves my spirit. Not even my shit, but just like the music and I right. love being part of something. It's cool right. to be part of something, you know? <laughs> We're like, We're all adults here. Some of us, um, some of us are, are older than we'd like to mention and still prank calling people and bothering them while they're trying to work and some people just like to relax by turning on the tv and binge watching the show they've seen 10 times for an entire 24-hour sprint while they're can i say that some people like to choose their relaxation so for some people relaxation is a hammock and um a hammock and a pie and some for some people that's very relaxing and for some people uh, some people use nicotine to relax. I uh, personally used to smoke cigarettes, so I was a person who definitely relaxed with a nice hot blast of nicotine in my mouth via the smoking uh, receptacle. And 
You know, sometimes you just need to unwind after a long day with a nice blast of nicotine. And maybe you don't want to smoke a cigarette because it's horrifying what it really does. If you really think about smoking and what you're doing is you're inhaling a carcinogenic cloud into your lungs and day by day you're wearing yourself down for the inevitable. I used to smoke cigarettes and I'll tell you at the end of the day, on a hot day like this, I'd smoke a cigarette and just be disgusted with myself. Hot, hot air in my lungs and then I'd smoke a big hot cloud of smoke and I'd just sit there and I'd think to myself, why why were you born? Why did you do that? Why did you smoke this cigarette? One more mark in your card of death, in, the, in your lungs, your lungs of agony. That's what I felt like smoking cigarettes. And, uh, and sometimes I'd say to myself, I want the sweet release, the calming sensation of nicotine without the smoke and the horrible breath. Your breath smells like literally like shit all the time. It's horrible. You might as well just chew on a dog turd and light it on fire first. That's what you should do instead of smoking. Lucy Nicotine is a company that was created to help nicotine users find a cleaner option and feel better about the ways they consume nicotine. I personally hated smoking cigarettes. I couldn't stop smoking them, but I hated the way I felt, tasted, looked, and and smelled. And, uh, you know, the latest product from Lucy Nicotine is slim nicotine pouches, which contain pure synthetic nicotine and provide the same satisfaction that nicotine users expect without any tobacco at all. I mean, you're really killing a lot of, you're really cutting out a lot of middlemen here and going straight to the source, which is the nicotine. Lucy Slim Pouches use the newest technology for synthesizing pure nicotine in the lab. None of the tobacco, all of the nicotine satisfaction. Lucy Slim Pouches include both coconut oil which I love, and gum base, which I love, to provide a soft, fluffy texture that enhances the flavor and doesn't dry out your mouth. They come in three strengths, four, eight, and 12 milligrams. I'd be a 12 milligram guy myself because I want to relax with a nice, relaxing feeling of nicotine coursing through my veins, somehow making me calm, but at the same time, giving me unknown powers. Uh... Three exclusive and delicious flavors in this uh, in this product, and that's spearmint, mango, and cool cider. It's 2021. Don't compromise when you're choosing your nicotine products. Go with the newest tobacco-free options from Lucy. Powerful Truth Angels listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code PTA2021 to get 20% off your order of Lucy Slim Pouches or any other Lucy products. That's lucy.co and use promo code PTA2021 at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer, warning, this product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Uh, Lucy.co and be sure to use promo code PTA2021. Yeah. Yeah. And do, you I, think, do you think like, because you talk about E40. Mm-hmm. I love and, E40. He changed my life. Yeah. The first time I heard him. Yeah. E40 mm-hmm. is something else. Like he definitely had, and his shit was, I, I mean, I'm, I, I haven't listened to E40 in years, right? I, I remember I had some serious time yeah. spent listening to him and like, he definitely had this this version of funk, that Bay Area kind of. Yeah, like. he had his own version of funk. <laughs> that was a couple guys, Mike Mike Mosley. Sorry, you gonna is he good on mic? Yeah, you're good. Okay, cool. back too far. Got you. Sorry, uh, so, but yeah, that's so E40 had like a little team of cats. It was like Bosco, who I was just talking about, Mike yeah. Mosley, and yeah. a guy named Studio Tone, and a guy named Sam Bostic. And that brand of Bay Area funk is so like supersized and fucking yeah bombastic and yeah you know funked out uh as e40 would say sound like a gorilla stepping up out the trunk ho you yeah me? <laughs> yeah i love that shit i mean and the first shit, time i heard it, it it really like flipped my understanding of how you could do it and be yourself 
Right. You know? Yeah. That's, that's what I love about him. That shit too, like that. I remember when he came out and it was like his whole family was was rapping. Sugar T and um, what was his brother's name? Mm-hmm. Uh, D-Shot. Yeah, and then and, and be legit, be legit. Yeah, yeah. I got to meet. I got to do a session with those two. One you night. did. That was it. Was dope. You know who I met that night? Uh, who was there? Um, I walked in, and Neff the Pharaoh was right here, and then sitting right here in the chair, Bushwick Bill. Oh shit! And I met him, and I said, "What's up, Bushwick Bill? It's an honor, homie." He said, "Who going to the store to get the snacks?" <laughs> <laughs> oh gee. And uh, that's he my th- Bushwick. He, tried, he thought you were a runner. He's like, he probably thought I was yeah, a runner. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. like, who's this fool? Yeah, 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 guaranteed. I get it. I mean, there's a whole world that happened in the night, like late '90s. I had a buddy of mine who was heavy into just Bay Area gangster shit. Yeah, and there was like, oh, a universe there Dude, of stuff. That there is, is a fucking universe. A universe. And like, do you know that there's a CD resale universe of that shit? Oh, I bet. Like Italian fools buy those CDs right. for six hundred bucks, homie. Like, like random shit, like. Young sales Two hard fucking, hustlers from yeah. fucking Concord, California. They made 30 copies. Like just the yeah. most random shit before yeah. be like, oh yes, I want this. Like on Discogs, those fools yeah. go crazy for that shit. Fuck. And they Fuck. had those compilations too. I had a couple of those compilations like Deep into Bay. Yeah, just like the uh man, there's so many of these dudes. Like Yeah. I can't even I, I missed a lot of that as it was coming out. I mean, I've always been in like I, I'm just an old school head since I was eleven. Like right. you know, I've been buying <laughs> Dion CDs since I was you know, I was the only kid in sixth grade that had a lowrider bike and buying Dion CDs and, right. you know, and doo-wop compilations and shit right. like that, you know? You might have been born at the wrong time. I'm born in the exact right time, so okay. we're here. And I'm okay. here to bless up the thing with the old school jams all the time. Okay, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you want to rip off a few fucking... A few tracks for us real quick? I could jam a little something. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Diamond Ortiz.
that's all you're gonna get. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Hey, thank you. Um, yeah, man. We just jamming. I love that song right there. Very much. It's like the it's like the greatest hits of uh of, of that era, right? California into uh So Rough So Tough into It's kinda right. like my version of a medley. Um right, I made a, a little post That's about this song on Instagram the other day because I was thinking about it. But that song, I love it very much. So one of my OG mentors, are you familiar with something called Rapper's Rap Records? Nope. Rapper's Rap is original Los Angeles pre hip hop, what they used to call uh like disco versions, right? Disco, yeah. Like the they would do extended twelve inches of like popular songs at the times and they would basically like toast on the mic. Well, my name is Disco Daddy. Yeah. And yeah. it was pre-hip hop. And um, like right before LA Dream Team and shit, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. like yeah. late 70s. So South LA and pre-Uncle um, Jam's Army yeah. shit. Yeah. There was a thing called Rapper's Rap and they put out a lot of shit. And there was one guy from that crew named DJ Flash who became one of my homies a few years ago. Anyway, right. so that song, uh, we were working on some shit and I've worked on a bunch of shit with him. He gave me the uh studio multi-tracks right which is like fucking incredible you know uh the real original studio multi-tracks the hi-hat the snare the bass the guitar from 1981 right and i'm only one of like like four people as far as i understand is me dj flash battle cat and then our homie jay segura that has those multi-tracks and he asked me to redo the drums and uh i was able to finesse it make it sound fat do it my way add some zap claps kind of redux it and uh, I've been performing that song as my closing song like every gig since fucking 2013, 14. And Crazy. I love it, man. And it's, I, I say it's the Cholo Bat Signal. You play that shit at any party, it could be right. crack. It could be not even cracking. You play the first three notes of that, it's like, bam, elbows, right. dance floor, <laughs> cracking. You know what I mean? That yeah. song is magic. Right. And um, it will forever be. And that's the sacred scrolls of the West Coast <laughs> funk. You feel me? So I love it very much, man. And um, me and Debo, we've rocked that shit at the Hollywood Palladium for like, many thousands of people one night and wow. all sort of dope shit so that song is magic and i love that uh i'm able to like kind of rep those sacred scrolls of the funk in that in my little way the sacred scrolls of the funk you feel me sacred scrolls oh. like you were talking about after the after the big bomb blast goes off and people are going to be talking about that right which side to choose you know right. the sacred yeah. scrolls of the funk side. shall exist right. the sacred scrolls shall exist you right. feel me the sacred scrolls <laughs> I think we should call some people and um, I think we should, I should, I should, I think we should get on the phone. I think we should do that. And hit them with the talk box. We're either going to make or ruin their day. So let's, yeah, let's see I what think, we do. I think they're going to like what I have to say to them. And I think that when you come in and hit them with the, with the box, let's it's it. going to be good. Hey Don, how are you? What's this? Uh, it's Gregory. I want to call about some uh, devices. Do you guys have any devices? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's do a little rundown of what you got. Um, I'm just thinking something lower, lower half of the body between knees and crotch. But whatever you think works for me will work for you. What do you got? You have anything that vibrates? Uh, we have uh, vibrators and we have dildo and we have other stuff. Okay. Anything that I can strap on my head, elbows, feet, face, and torso? I want to feel the whole body shake. I want everything to quiver. Yeah. Come in the store so we can decide what's best. Anything that feels a little funky? Huh? You got anything that's funky? Yeah, this a lot there. Because I'm...
Freaky. Freaky. Because I'm freaky. I want to feel your body down. I want to feel your body down. What do you think? Come no? in the store. Oh, well, we got to bring all our equipment if we come in the store. I got roadies. I got a whole, I got Diamond Ortiz. The whole crew's coming. So what it's going to be, a, we want to touch your vulva. I want to touch your baby, 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 baby. What do you think? Okay, your game. Well, let's let's just let's just run this down on the phone. If I come in with my whole crew, it's probably thirteen of us. I got roadies. I got to bring the truck by. We're probably going to be buying dildos by the crate load, vibrators, pallets of vibrators. Um, yeah. yeah, so many, so many, so many, so many vibrators. <laughs> I mean, I want to. I want enough vibrators that I, if I was to make a bed of vibrators, I would just float. Okay. Do you have the batteries? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is there any chance that we could have sex? Yeah, but hold this uh, by big one. Yes, I have a big one. USB. Pretty good. Yeah, USB. Yes, I will plug into your USB slot, guaranteed. Yeah, it's wireless. Wireless. Yeah, that's the best kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll be there in a minute. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> that poor son of a bitch. She's like, what the fuck? He, didn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't hang up on me. He would have so cried. Yeah, that's, he so that's a great. We, we should, I need to go there buy a vibrator. He's such a good. Just he's support. very professional. What a to good support. sport. What a good. What he, a wasn't, good he wasn't even phased. <laughs> he probably just, got so many of them through the years. That's just, yeah, he's he, calling the sex shop. Making prank calling the sex shop is just bush league bullshit. This is my warm up. This is warm I'm doing up. The, I'm doing the 12 year old version stuff. Like you know, you got to cycle through. We're, we're gonna, ramping up. We're gonna ramp up. Eventually, we're gonna call the Library of Congress. You know, and I'm just going to get into a deep philosophical discussion about the constitution of funk. Hi, I'm speaking about someone. I need to talk about some salads. What was it? Salads. It's the days of salad. I need to talk about salads. Uh, wait, I can't, I can't can you hear, hear you. What did can you, you say? Can you hear me now? I need to speak to someone yes. about salads. Now, here's salads? the thing. Yeah. I know you guys have a lot of different salad choices. And what I want mm -hmm. to talk about is, let's just get into it. I mean, now you've got a cornucopia of vegetables that you put inside the salads. And I just want to make sure that the kale is massaged. Uh, yeah. Give me uh, one second. I'll transfer you to the deli, okay? Well, okay. But I'd like to talk to you instead. Do you know about the kale? Uh, yeah, I know. Um, I know about the kale, but I don't really know about anything about what they do with the salad bar because um, the deli is the one who handles that. Okay, but you know that the kale has been prepared and massaged and bring up. And yeah, out. so um, I can't really answer you about that because, like I said, um, we're not the one who manage all of that. It's the deli. So if you have any question with that, um, I'll suggest you talk to the people in the deli because they're the one who prefers to prepare all of the food got that you. they put in the deli no, and stuff. Okay, okay, gotcha. That's fine. But I, and I, I'd love to talk to the people in the deli, but what, what I want to know is if they do massage the kale, is it like a Swedish massage or is it just some shiatsu? I have no idea. How do they do it? Okay, let's talk to. I listen. If 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 we're gonna get into a whole salad conversation, I want to make sure that we're on the same page. Okay, and I love salads. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? And salads, 
are part of my life. Part of my life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll just take a salad, put it in a blender. What do you got? A green smoothie. Walk with me. Talk with me, baby. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I said, I could, um, I could send you to the deli, and then they'll talk to you what they do with the the salad bar that they that okay. they make. I mean, do you ever just put grapes? I, I wanna know if you rub it. I wanna know if you love it. I wanna know if you put that kale in. It's as good as it gets, and it gets somewhere. I wanna know. I wanna know, baby. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Let us know. We want salads. We'll make you a ballad, and it's valid that we have this salad. Hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, are you still there? <laughs> Put me on hold. Fuck. Let's 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 see. Okay. I don't think they're biting. Let's try someplace else. Okay. We're gonna get lucky. Let's try the. We'll that was find pretty the good. Right that was pretty good. It was closer. There's a lot of things that I like to wager on. First off, is Omar's lifespan. Is it going to happen this year? Is it going to happen next year? Is she going to hold on another five years? Will she be the oldest living Shih Tzu in Los Feliz? Who the fuck knows? But I bet you, if I had a place to best to place that wager, uh, I would I would want to do it somewhere on a website because I trust the internet. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag and it's time to get in the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower to add excitement to the games you love. College football odd boosts, NFL lock of the season, and over 500000 in contest prizes live on site to make this winning season your best ever with MyBookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place to play than MyBookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing. Sign up with MyBookie and use our promo code PTA to get your first ever deposit match dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly for just using promo code PTA and making your first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag. Hi, who am I speaking with? This is Tropical Dave. I want to call about some clothes. I'm looking to get some gifts from my friend, my extended family, maybe my aunt. I'm sorry? I'm looking for some gifts for some extended family. My aunt's just coming in from okay. Birmingham, and I'm hoping to get something for her that's kind of ethereal, kind of beautiful, something wavy, maybe with some peonies on it. What do you think? You got anything good in there? Yeah. What time were you thinking? We close at 6. You close at 6. Yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be... Can you guys... Is there any way I could come in 6, maybe 7? You guys can stay open for a minute. I just want to come in. I want to feel the vibe. I want to just make sure... Do you guys have crystals? Um... What time were you thinking of coming in? Well, if I could come at six, but we could just kind of like vibe out and keep the place open for a little bit. And I just kind of want to feel the vibrations there and see what the vibe is really like. Because I think that my aunt coming in from Birmingham, of course, would love some beautiful garments and maybe just wants to kind of triangulate what the thing is that we really want to feel. And I feel she would love something really funky. And okay, Deborah. Well, we close at six. Uh, okay. We can, if you know what you want, we can stay open for you. But if you're going to shop around... Unfortunately, we close at six, so we we won't be able to stay open past that. Maritza, can you stay open a little bit later for me? Hello. Just a touch. Yeah. Sorry, Uncle Greg is in the room, and I just want to okay. make sure. Sh- 
Greg, I don't know. Can can they they don't want to stay if you, open for if us? If you if you know what you want, we can stay open for you. If not, do you unfortunately, any... we do close at six, but we open tomorrow again at eleven a.m. to six p.m. Oh, I know, I know what I want, and I want you, baby. <laughs> How about some blouses? Okay, well, uh, if you come in uh, uh, past six, unfortunately, we will be closed. Okay, we'll be there at seven thirty. Stay open for us because we're going to bring in the funk. And let me tell you, okay, there's right. a history. Right, there's we'll a history see you at here. Seven thirty, then. Okay, let me to be there. All right, bye. Okay, wait, hold on. Please don't hang up on a customer. <laughs> She was like, okay, fine. <laughs> Dude, people, when I was younger and I would prank call people, they would get angry. No one gets angry. Yeah. Everyone's oh, just kind of like. I don't what? think anybody is used to really answering their phone. I don't think anybody's like willing to bite anymore, you know? It's pretty good though. It's funny. Uh, All right. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I want to get some yogurt. Okay. I want to get creamy, dreamy. Oh, so. Vanilla so baby, baby. Chocolate, chocolate yogurt <laughs> with some brownie crumbles. That'll be the first order. Quarter of that. You said salted caramel with brownies. Yeah, brownie crumbles, and then let's get some pistachio licorice with a Excuse swirl. Me. What size bowl? Sunflower, forty ounce bowl would be great with some base in it. Can I get some funky forty ounce bowl? Yeah, right. some funky caramel sauce on the side would be wonderful. And you and know like that the, you know that you know that you know what I want, baby. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Give me a give me a touch. Just a touch. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Not having it. Not having it. She knew that was no some bullshit. <laughs> Thank you for calling <laughs> Melrose. This is how can I help you? Hi Pee how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Listen, I just gotta talk to someone. My son came in here the other day to try to offload some Diodorus and he was met with a lot of attitude. Sorry, what was that? My son, uh, Steven, came in the other day and tried to offload some Diodorus. He was met with a lot of resistance, a lot of attitude. And he also had a great blouse that nobody wanted. And the thing is, I think it's a quality item, both of them, all three of them. That's two shoes and one blouse. And I don't think that he should have had the reception that he got when he tried to sell the items. And I think that he had great stuff. And you know, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. What, do you know when his appointment was? Yeah, it was a couple days ago, and I think he's talked with someone named Shirley or, or, or Nicholas or maybe someone named Greg, and I don't know exactly the name, but Steve, do you know what happened to you when you came in? Because I'm telling, I'm hearing your side of the story, and your Diodoras are beautiful, and they should have bought them. I would have paid a couple hundred dollars for those shoes myself. First they touched me, then they held me, then they... Can you understand we're getting that here? It is a mess. He is in <laughs> inconsolable, if you ask me. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Um, I am one of the managers here. Um, we, I'm, do you know what what day his appointment was? We should have sent an. Um, I'll let him speak to you. I'll let him talk to you. Email with the time, date, I just, location. I just, I just want to know. Why you treat me so bad? Why you make me so sad, baby? Tell him, baby. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you feel me? Can you feel me, baby? Talk to me. Pee-pee, are you there? What's going on? Hello. Yes? We'd love a resolution. How can I help you, my friend? We'd love a resolution. I would love to know why you treat me so bad, why you make me so sad. Oh, I'm at the bar, tender, if you're looking for me. 
This is ridiculous. That's right, baby. Talk to me, talk to me, I talk back. How you feeling? Okay, you Mr. Autobot, talk to me, talk back, bring back, bring Talk to me, baby. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at tonight? You know where you call? Stop playing with me. <laughs> Don't play with this me, is baby. Getting... Call the right one, baby. This is we getting out of hand. There's a bell. <laughs> and then she hung up. That was the one we she wanted. Crushed. She Shout crushed. out to Pee Pee or whatever. Hey, Pee Pee. <laughs> Shout out. You killed it. Good shit. She said, okay, Mr. Bok Box, talk she, box. She, she, you, you, found the right, you found the right one today. We got her. I knew we'd get her. Hey, she was that groovy. Was she Pee -pee, was groovy. Pee Pee broke it off. Go ahead. <laughs> Shout uh, out to Pee Pee. See, that was an example of a phone call gone right. They had a great time. They got involved in it. it and she fun. knew, no yeah, she knew what was going on. Press four for store feedback. Press five for zombie tech squad animatronic support. Zombie tech squad Press animatronic support? That sounds like... <laughs> That's what's up. Zombie tech squad. <laughs> Please press one for animatronic support. Hell yeah. Animatronic support. Press two for in-store experience assembly. Zombie support. Thank you for calling <laughs> the Zombie Tech Squad animatronic support. Sick fools. Please These have fools any detailed information regarding your call so we can best assist you. That's some new shit. They didn't have that. Didn't even exist. Good evening. You reached Zombie Tech Services. How can I help you? Hi, I'm having an issue with uh, my zombie, actually. My son came outside and he... The thing is, my son came outside and he was just going to go to school and he came across the zombie, which we've nicknamed Gerald. And Gerald scared him so badly that that he lashed out. And the problem is that my son also had an evacuation in his pants when he lashed out. So not only did he break maybe Gerald's arm, but he also is himself covered in refuse. And we're having a bit of an issue because Gerald's kind of become a member of the family. Covered in what? The duty. Okay. And what animatronic is it? Well, I don't know what the name is. It's VX45 maybe? Steve, do you know? Anyway, Gerald. We call him Gerald. He's scary, but he scared my son so bad that my son evacuated his bowels and also urinated on himself. And he thought he was going to go to school, but he almost ended up in hell. Mm -hmm. And he's scared. And I... I don't know how this happened. I think that we put him behind the mailbox and my son usually likes to open the mailbox 14 times before he gets on the school bus because he has OCD. And then he taps it with his mm -hmm. nose and he did not see Gerald. And Gerald scared the living, quote, um, bleep shit, I'm sorry, out of him. And I'm sorry to say mm -hmm. it in that way, but it was scary. But the thing is, the long and short of the story is yeah. that Gerald broke his arm. I broke my arm. Oh, Okay. So what do we do? I'd like a new listen. I don't. I love zombies. I'm not gonna lie. They're great. I love zombies too. Yeah, it's not nothing that I'm not afraid of is being without a zombie on Halloween or Christmas. And if there was a Santa zombie, I'd buy that too. I'll buy all your zombies. But the thing is, my son, he needs some reparations. I need reparations, Stad. Unfortunately, at the moment, we don't have any extra parts. Okay. So, well, unfortunately, there's no way to service so um, what, replacement parts. So, what if we replace that. the unit? We don't have any. We replace my box, unit. Voice box, devices. We don't have any of those things. 
Can you replace my unit? What about a tarantula? You have a giant animatronic tarantula? Mr. Gerald. Can you please replace my unit, David? If I had the pieces, I would. I would too. You know, I want you to replace my unit, baby. Replace it. That one sounds like Kanye West. That one sounds really good. Nah, 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 nah. Kanye West sound like me. Yes. <laughs> Can you listen real close, baby? I want you to replace my unit, and I want you to replace my unit now. Because I need it, and I want it, and I want you, baby. I want you to... <laughs> we'll be by later with all of our zombie parts. That's right. Have a good day. All righty. Love you. You too. Bye. Oh, <laughs> I love you. Wait while I transfer your call. Hell yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wait. That's a sick jam. Is this the one that's been in the meme that's been all over the internet this week? I think so. Yes, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> the one with the ch 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 <laughs> This one been slapping for years. This song is everywhere. I wonder who created it. I never noticed it until I heard it in Fucking that meme. Funny, it's so hard. People are just jamming. You gotta do it. Dude, sing, <laughs> sing over this shit. Slap. Ambient. Yeah. You feel me? Vibrational. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. With Hollywood, how can I help you? Go back Hi, to the I song. May I speak to someone in grooming? <laughs> in grooming? Yes. Give me one second. Okay, back to the song. Back to the song. <laughs> <laughs> And you know it, you know it for showing, for showing, for showing. Ooh, little chord change. <laughs> <laughs> A little modulation. Groom, how may I help you? Hi, I'm interested in getting my pet groomed, and uh, the first thing I'm thinking of. Can you make my Pomeranian look like an eagle? Can you make look like a what, I'm sorry? An eagle. For, for the kids, mostly. Some for me. Do you guys do specialty uh, grooms? Uh, I mean, we do like different shapes and stuff like that. Like, uh, I know that like palms can get like a lion cut or like a teddy bear cut. Mm -hmm. What about an octagon? Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, if I can make my dog look like a parallelogram, that would be great. And I'm thinking something cool. Like, do you guys do dye jobs also? Because I'd like to. What about a Rubik's Cube or Tetris? <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, she was not with the shits. <laughs> How are you? I'm really thinking about getting my dog Omar a vacation because she's had a rough, she's had a long year. And I'll tell you, she doesn't smell great, but she looks wonderful and she's a cute little lover and she likes to snuggle. Do you guys have 
companion for the dogs when they're there because she needs a lot of support and emotionally and physically and she's just kind of have a nice time hanging with you guys i already feel like this is a match made in heaven in dog heaven and all dogs do go to heaven what do you think sweetie uh, okay okay so um well this is an indoor um daycare and hotel facility mm-hmm. so um through the day, the dogs are in the play area with other dogs, unless you don't want him or her to be with other dogs. No, um, I did. Do you guys have a dog jacuzzi? Because she likes to really chill out and max and have a little doggy Mai Tai and maybe roll up a dog spliff and blaze that. And the thing is, she likes to keep it going. And if you take her to the dog dispensary, she gets her brand, but she doesn't like the booth carts. She likes the real thing. And I'll tell you right now, she hits it, she smokes it, she flips it, she vapes it, she tapes it. And I got to tell you something else about my dog. She is atomic. Atomic. Her name's Omar. Omar in the house. What's up with it? Can we come by? We're just going to drop her off. I'm not even going to pay. You're going to love hanging out with her so much. You're probably going to want to give her a job. Because she's atomic. Do you want to make a reservation with us, sir? (laughs) Yeah, I have no reservations about making a reservation. I want to be an atomic dog. (laughs) She's like, fuck these fools. What up? This is Debo. Was Gucci, what's Chief Grey Rock of Big Debo, representing that Funk Freaks crew. So what's, tell us about the Funk Freaks crew, what you guys are up to, what's going on. Yeah, we essentially just, you know, took the took the keys when it came down to California, representing the Southern California style of culture, which is funk. Like what we love and what we adopted in our lowrider culture scene. The whole what it is just growing up in Southern California, tattooing, graffiti, hip hop gangs called gang culture and just you know it's a swarm of it and all and we just labeled it street funk and we just been riding with it for the past going on 12 years already going on 13 years okay cool and then you guys have chapters in other places yeah uh i lived in barcelona spain for about a year made a lot of great connections out there and then uh ended up just you know we're a bunch of like record geeks man we keep got on the years like production the rarity of records from nigerian boogie funk to italio to jazz funk we just like, you know, that's how we started off. And then next, you know, when I went over the pond and was living out there, I made these like bonds with these cats. And next, you know, I told them, you know what? Why don't you guys rep the crew? How I always saw it is like once we get connected on the music tip, like that's a it's a, a bond that you will never break. And you actually get put on to new music and it's easier, a lot easier once you are reaffiliated under one flag, one crew and just rep it hard, you know. And again, they all pay homage to us, the Chicanos out here playing 80s black music. So that's the cool part of it all. Uh, so what's up. Yeah. And, and you guys have. Uh... You said there's a there's there's a, a chapter in Russia. Yeah, my boy is a mm-hmm. good soul. We got a uh, Molotovsky and we got you know Charlie Brown out there uh, that flown out and played in St. Petersburg twice already. That's great. Uh, and it's dope, man. They don't they don't fuck around. They got heat. They like, party. They party hard and they got and they slaps, man. Music, yeah. And uh-huh. they put you up on game. Like oh shit, like yeah, they they got records, man. It's like they got more. Europe's got way more appreciation for the old shit than than America or at least mm-hmm. L. A. or New York has. Mm-hmm. We're all on some <clears> other shit. Whereas, like, the older shit is more appreciated by people outside of the country. Yeah, yeah Western culture. Yeah, I, shit is so much more fleeting here. You know what I mean? Yeah, Everybody's yeah, kind of yeah. always on to the next. Funk Freaks has um, kind of, like, built this amazing fucking community uh, culture underground thing. And it's like the parties are unrivaled and uh, they're really cracking. And people come out and they get dolled up and they dance. You know, they boogie. And all these kids that are into it, you know, it's like they say... 
like on the weekends, they don't say I'm gonna go out and rage it or I'm gonna go out and party. They say I'm gonna go out and boogie. And they come out and dance, you know, and they play records and they listen to this certain style of music. And uh, it's really amazing. There's very few like new artists. There's a handful of us like cats that do it. Um, but it's become this very cool thing. And uh, um, write a passage to say, you know what I mean? For modern funk artists, they want to go to one of our parties. Don't get me wrong. LA gets cracking over here, but like over there, you're deeply embedded into the culture yeah. of what is Santa like Anna's that's really right there with the funk, with the low rider scene is right there. It's, you know, we got rides parked up, whole car clubs rolling through and it's just, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a hell of a volo, you know, we just go get down and yeah. have a great time. And yeah, you know, it's kind of like you got to go in there to go see it for yourself, you know, and get the get the whole you sensation do. of it all. The word, you know, the big word, the no no word, culture. You know, it's one that gets thrown around a lot. But like when the funk freaks parties do it, it's 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 really that shit, and it's in a not in the most non ironic way. You know, it's in like the most non Silver Lake kids way that like okay, today we're gonna go party to the funk. Like the, these kids really live this shit. And when I think about it, it's like, you know, you think back to. Uh, like the early 50s you know with the el Monte dances and like that song pachuco hop and all yep. these things those were like real dances and these shits that they throw these kind of parties it's the direct descendant of that you know real southern california Genuine. los angeles dances where they play this music 80s black music you know and people come out and they dance and it's fucking incredible and it's a phenomenon and uh, shout out to all the funk freaks out there and yep. all the youngsters and the kids that are getting into it are getting younger and younger and um they come out to the shows and they know the songs and it's like it's become a really cool thing and i'm just very fortunate to, yeah. be, to have my little corner of, we're uh, glad he's on the, he's the scene. put out records with us you know we just and uh that's the thing about us we're a record label as well we're a clothing line uh my girl has her boutique line but uh we do we press records we go and find records sell records mm. uh throw events and whatnot and, and uh anything shop. to keep yeah we got a my record shops as well we anything to keep the culture alive realistically when it comes down to it you know producing music helping artists come out and do whatever they can you know like Record collecting is a dying art form. DJing, actual DJing, mixing and blending is a dying art form. People are really, I guess, watering it down to an extent where it's not a karaoke night. Well, the actual DJing culture is mixing, blending two turn two records at the same time, beat matching and making it happen. You know, that's that's an art form, and we're just trying to keep it alive. We were heavy influenced on the hip hop tip, like so. We were we you know we're schooled on the doubles, slapping them up and everything and whatnot, and we try to incorporate that and bring that back into what it is funk and having doubles of funk you know slapping them up and also just incorporate the djing skills like bringing it back you know at least hone the skills and like portray it and give it pay it homage to take it to that level like we try to get there because to us the b junkies were like the biggest influence for us and they're hip-hop djs you know and they're from la a couple of cast j-rock he's from orange county originally but everybody they're from la and then we just took that element what they did with hip-hop and djing and we're trying to incorporate it into funk music and doing it like that so we're just you know trying to do the thing and keep it alive realistically you know the ways the times are going right now people need that that escapism that's what's up yep oh, yeah. do you have anything you want to plug uh, just my record shop. Every last Friday, we're at uh, original at uh, not original mics. Rest in peace, original mics. Rest OG, in peace mics. To OG mics. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yo, every last Friday, we're at Nine Nine Bottles, uh, Second West End, downtown Santa Ana. Uh, first Friday, we're at Two J's in Fullerton, and uh, yeah, shout out to everybody out there keeping keeping busy. And shout out to Diamond Ortiz. Diamond, you know, Diamond's been down since day one. You guys don't even know this guy, talented individual right here, man. Serious.
obviously on all levels from reggae, rock, everything, soul, funk, anything, man. This guy could do it. It's all around, talented dude. So shout out to Diamond, always, you know what I mean? Everybody yeah. else on the record label. What up, though? That's yeah. right. That's right. Sick. Thank you. Hell yeah. Thanks for pulling up, boys. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. It's good. It's good. Powerful good Truth Angels. Hell yeah. Much respect, big dog. Thank you for having us yeah, on course. your show oh, and yeah, in your man. home. Happy yeah, to brother. be here, man. Thank yeah, you for man. letting us come right. Yeah, of course.